Do I sound sweaty to you? Does my voice sound sweaty? <laughs> it's difficult to sound sweaty. Yeah, I didn't think it would sound sweaty. I, I am, no. I'm very sweaty. Are you a sweaty, sweaty boy? I went for a long, long bike ride, which has you been... Just, you're just, you just gooshing around in those bicycle shorts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I wasn't wearing... I don't have any bike shorts. I don't own that I'm product. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear. There's that. nothing appro- approaching that in my wardrobe. Nothing in those dimensions. Um, I don't. I don't understand them. Why? Well, let me put it this way: If you and I didn't understand this at first because I had bought a. Um, I mean, it's a it's a fixie. Okay, so let's just say it. Okay. Obviously, you know, uh, no no comment necessary on that. But of course super, not super light bike it's 20 pounds and eight ounces it's it's fixed gear so there's no you know you there's no free will you have to keep pedaling um right but i bought it used and it came with a seat like a i guess a racing seat something along those lines um okay it was super super hard super hard and it i couldn't like every bump i could feel and it really like hurt my whole bathing suit area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it, I mean it just it just hurt. It hurt everything. Say and, it, Dave. Say that it hurt your penis. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just. No, I know. It was more How weird like would that have been. Actually, it was more like my pelvic bone, something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some parts that, down that there. Terrible, actually. Um, and so apparently when you have a racing seat, you need to wear those pants because the pants have padding in all the right places and they uh, make it not a exercise in torture. You know what else they could do in order to make that better? Have a padding uh, They could put seat. the padding in the fucking racing seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I had to buy, um, I went on this really long bike ride to Mount Vernon and I was in like, real distress and then at one point um the seat just like pointed straight up and i couldn't <laughs> something happened and it just totally went haywire <laughs> and that was not pleasant so i just How? like i don't know something broke um is that a bug or a feature it's definitely a bug um, All right. <laughs> so i just tied my my hoodie around it and biked and on our way back we stopped and uh, went to a bike shop and i was like please get me a seat that won't hurt me and since then i've had a nice padded seat i don't have to i mean i'm not wearing any of those ridiculous pants so that's it's win-win i think you've done a wonderful job I like the idea of you potentially like <laughs> like biking with a terrible seat to Mount Vernon and <laughs> Mount Vernon to like go to like the one like bike shop that like meets your standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it just happened to be on the way we passed through yeah. passed through town. Um, I think I'm I think I'm technically have like a woman's seat. I don't know, um, but it's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me one bit. Yeah, so I've been biking. It's been fantastic. I've been rocking out with my Apple Watch, you know, on the, oh. the bike thing, you know, because you can set it to the, the outdoor cycle and it tracks your speed and your calories and your um, heart rate along the way and your distance. So it's been really, it's been really nice. I biked. It 50- can't do cadence, right? Like it can't do how many like you know uh isn't that what you call it for like wheelies per per minute or whatever oh like rpm or something yeah is that what cadence is maybe i've never seen that like i mean i'm not a hardcore biker obviously because i don't have the i don't have the shorts for it (laughs) but um i've never seen that as something that people kind of focus on um yeah okay but i don't know anything about this so it could be that people are very concerned about their like rpms or something but i would say that you know obviously when you go up a hill it's going to be slower a lot slower so i don't really know how useful that would be as like a a thing but yeah yeah i don't know either well no i mean it's well i guess you're just you can still figure out your pace that's more important than than cadence or rpm or whatever Right, because uh, that's what you might be going for is a pace. Yeah, your pace, and it has like your average mile per hour that you biked and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's I mean, that's the same as the running. 
Yeah. And tracking my, you know, I burned a thousand calories biking today. Like it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's amazing actually. Yeah. That's, that's kind of my favorite part of the, of the Apple watch right now is the fitness tracking. The fitness stuff like, is so great. And I, I don't know, I've been thinking about it versus the Fitbit and I've been talking to people and maybe there's like, I know there's like a million, well, not a million, there's like 20, probably 20 products you might buy that all do slightly different things. But the Fitbit, you can't set goals for yourself. I mean, you can set goals on your computer or whatever. And then the, the, um, the lights will light up, you know? Yeah. But you can't actively set goals you can't be like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna run for 250 calories or i'm gonna run for a mile and a half or you know yeah, you can't just make a choice and then go do it yeah i think you'd have to use yeah. like you have to use an app on your phone for something like that yeah which is fine but um uh, it's so much better well you know i gotta tell you one thing man that i have found to be kind of an unmitigated disaster in a lot of ways is uh actually loading songs onto the Apple Watch. You've done that yet? Oh. You actually tried to like just run without your phone or bike without your phone? I tried. My phone battery is is starting to really not be good. Um no. not not this is unrelated to the to the watch, but it won't you know, once the once the phone goes down, it won't track your distance or like any of those other key things. Oh God! Oh really? It won't. It won't do that. Well, because it See, doesn't. The it doesn't one, know. It it will track. Well, the, it'll track other things like how. I don't know, but yeah, it won't it? Won't it, it? It needs your phone for a lot of that stuff, like the distance and other things. Well, I don't know how the how the uh, how the watch does it for running, but the watch like basically calibrates with the GPS a couple times, and mm. then you can run without it, and it'll still give you approximate distances. Yeah. I had, yeah, I heard that. That's fucking um, nuts. It it seems to be pretty good. Like I feel like on a on a four mile run, it's been off by point two miles. Like I've known something was basically a four point, you know, one three mile thing, right? Like I've known exactly what this little track was, and it was uh, it was point three nine. I say three point nine one or something. It was like point two off. And for something that's guessing, while I'm going up and down hills and other stuff like that, I, I I was shocked that it was that accurate. That's pretty good. There might be a lot more variability. Um, so I'm looking at and biking stuff. Yeah, my, my cycle um, yesterday, one leg of my trip, um, zero feet, zero miles per hour. Didn't <laughs> you know it? It just didn't. It didn't do any of those things. Um, oh, interesting. But it counted the calories, so that's so weird. Yeah, so so for the running thing, it's like the idea is that you could do it without you could you know load up some songs, put get your little Bluetooth enabled headphones, all of which yeah. are terrible, all of which are just garbage <laughs> headphones, and they look like garbage. Your ears look like garbage, and you look like a garbage person when you wear them. <laughs> um, but you you put in these terrible things, and then you run around. Um, and theoretically you should be able to at least run without the phone. Um, but for the amount of, I mean, it is so hard to put any, any thing on this watch, especially now that I have Apple music and like anything that's a subscription thing, they won't let me put into a playlist that'll sync to my phone. That'll sync to the watch. And it's just like, I had to basically turn off all of Apple music just in order or not all of Apple music. I had to turn off the iCloud library just to sync um, a playlist to the Apple Watch. And then even then, it couldn't take the things that I had already saved to my computer from Apple Music, the, uh, the what you call it? Like, run the jewels, right? Like, I was like, oh, I, I want this one's <laughs> part of my collection. It's good running music. Uh, and since it was subscription service, I could put it in a playlist on my phone, but then I couldn't sync that with my watch. 
Oh. Because it's DRM'd or whatever. It's just like, dude, oh. I, what am I like? How am I going to get it back off this watch? Like, how? Where else am I going to put this thing? But right now, <laughs> yeah, right now, like, Apple I Music could just is plug like, in. Oh wait, I couldn't do that. Um, ah. I could just plug in and download it with iPod Rip to my computer in 2004. Like, wait, oh no, <laughs> that's none of this is actually going to happen. Just let me use my fucking music that you've had me to start relying on on this watch. Yeah, I um, <sighs> that's yeah, that's a pain. I, I almost kind of feel like they shouldn't have done this the thing yet. Like if you can't actually use all of Apple Music with the watch, like don't even allow me to put songs on the watch. Oh, so this is a good uh, segue, maybe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into the whole Apple Music thing, which um, we'd wanted to talk about for a while. Um, and I kind of put the brakes on it because it's kind of a lot, like there's a lot of pieces to it. It's not simple. It's not, um, you know, so I, I think that, I think it was a good call cause I keep every day. I mean, even today I found out something else. So there's, a, there's a lot oh, of, really? a lot of aspects to it. Um, so Apple Music is Apple's attempt at doing a kind of like a streaming music service, I would say, along the lines of Spotify, along the lines of Beat Music, which they acquired, you know, and then rolled into this. Um, And there's some other aspects to it, too. There's like a radio station um that they call i forgot about that that they call beats one um so they actually have like live djs um spinning different music um there's i don't know how what else what other pieces to it am i not um well i think it's i mean i think that's the basic thing it's the streaming it's the radio station it's that's kind of it but i think the question is like how oh well how have, what does that like look like yeah and they have connect which is i guess some attempt at doing some sort of area where musicians can share um content um i don't know how useful that is i mean i'm looking at it and you know it doesn't seem like there's a ton of comments or traction, you know, like uh, Weezer posts something and it gets 353 people have have hearted it. 22 people have written comments. Um, Yikes. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, and 14 have shared it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of, I mean, in certain ways, I think Apple made a decision pretty early on that there was a problem with people like if you have Spotify and you have music that you bought on iTunes, they're living on different places in different apps. And for some reason they felt, well, all this should be one thing. Music should just be music. And like any way you want to get it, it should be in this app which on your phone is called music on your computer. It's still all, everything is called iTunes. Um, so there's a lot of, I mean, there are areas where you're switching back and forth between like your music that you own and the Apple music stuff. Um, the most, but the most confusing part of it is like the user interface does not say your music and Apple music or your music and streaming stuff that you could get. It's like your music is also a hodgepodge, if I'm not mistaken, of things that are locally on your phone and then things you have liked from Apple music. Is that correct? Or things you have sort of like given a little checkbox to. <laughs> so in my music, if, if I go to my music, I go to the library. It has all the music that I've actually right. bought. But pr- previously, like, like you went to the iTunes music store, you said, hello, I would like to pay you $10 for an album's worth of music. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So all the tracks that I've ever done that for ever 
which, you know, is a mm-hmm. lot and some of which exist on the phone. And of course, these days you can stream anything anyway. I mean, even before Apple Music happened, anything that you bought previously, you could stream. Right. Um, or just like listen to in real time or whatever, even if it didn't exist on your device. Um, and then I think in playlists, they have all your Apple music stuff. Um, but they don't consider that to be like in your library. Uh, okay. Yeah. Playlists are separate. Then there's library and library has things that are both on and not on your phone. Right? Like that's the other thing. Yes. Fucking so annoying. They have stuff that is and is not on your phone. Things that you've both sort of either bought uh, previously before <laughs> iTunes had any sort of streaming component, but then also things that yeah. you've just found on Apple Music, this new streaming service, and you gave it a little check mark to say like, oh, yeah, this is, I want to sort of bookmark this and have this be in my library. So you've mishmashed things that are locally on your device and things that you have to stream and you've put them all in a place called My Music. Yeah. Yeah. So there's stuff because you turned off the um, iTunes. Cloud. I did have to do that because I couldn't get anything on the phone. I had to do it too. Yeah. Um, and I think that actually, so there might actually be other stuff in here that were not. It, do you think if you add something, it puts into library? If you, if you save it or whatever? If Yes. No, I'm almost positive it does. Because it used to be there. Okay. Like Run the Jewels used to be in the library, but now it's not. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you had to disable this thing. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do it. Uh, load it. Load it up right now while we're talking. I'm gonna do it, but over cellular, so it doesn't totally ruin the the, the FaceTime. Oh, you're a you're a brave man who hopefully has an unlimited data plan. Mm, oh, it's corporate. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy Adidas. No, it's not that much stuff yet. Yeah, I mean, so there are a few, there's a couple questions that immediately come to mind because obviously this is confusing to talk about. It's confusing in the interface. Um, it's not well, Do you want to maybe talk about just what are even the options that are down there? I mean, I think that kind of like says it in a fucking nutshell. Oh, you mean the uh, button things? Okay, so one is, one is called For, for you. you. For You. And this actually has kind of these curated lists of music based on like when you start Apple music, it presents you with different like bubbles basically of different genres of music and, and different um, artists and you, yeah. And different artists and you can make, you can make certain artists like I re- I like them or like, I really, I really like oh, them. Oh, right. Yeah. That's so, kind of cute. I like um, that. So I really liked Stevie wonder. So now it gives me, and I, I really like D'Angelo. I think I, I can't remember exactly who I, but based on this, it's given me all these cool um, playlists, which are actually curated by humans and um so one is called R&B for non R&B fans one is called um James Brown 50s and 60s um that was that was actually like pre him doing well i guess late 60s he was kind of getting funkier um but anyway there's some it's um i've actually found this particular feature to be pretty good actually yep. It's um, because I think the I think the biggest problem with Spotify is because ultimately I mean the question is do you want to use this or do you want to use Spotify? They're each ten dollars a month. You're going to be hopefully paying for one of them. Hopefully, um, if you want to just have all the ads and not be able to save stuff and and other sorts of things, you can do you know you can just pay you know have the ad supported version. Um, which doesn't really support the artists in a good way, but that's, I'll just get off my soapbox with that. But ultimately it's like, do you want Spotify? Do you want Apple music? You're going to pick one or maybe you'll pick something else. Um, I find this curated area to really be strong in that it helps you discover. new. It, music. it, is, it is pretty good. And I mean, the algorithm is, is pretty decent. 
it's not an algorithm. It's a person. Uh, it's a right, person right. I'm saying, sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Here, here are artists influenced by Sly and the Family Stone. And they go in and they play something. And then, you know, and some of them, they like play a Beastie Boys song. And I'm like, okay, well, like, I don't get this, guys. And I'm like, oh, shit. I think I'm pretty sure that's a Sly and the Family Stone sample. Right, right. You know? Um, so it's smart. And I mean, ultimately, my barometer for judging how good this is, is how many of these am I saving? Like, this is a good song. This is a good artist. I'm going to save this um, and and tag it somehow. And I'm finding myself doing that a lot in Apple Music in this For You section. I think discoverability is is a problem in Spotify. You can search, you know, search for any artists. You can see what people are playing. And if, you know, your friends that you're following and you can discover artists that way, um, I found their algorithmic type radio stuff is really not that good. Yeah, I agree with you. And not that, not that useful. Um, not cool, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't really result in good stuff. Um, but they have a new area called Discover, which they just released like a week ago. That um, is an algorithm, but basically based on who you've liked and saved into your music. Um, other people like who other people who also saved or like that music like sure. as well. So it's actually made some really good recommendations to me. Not all of them are good. Some of them are kind of silly and some of them are kind of lazy. Cause I'm like, I'm pretty sure I listened to Madlib before <laughs> like this album. Um, okay, great. Blood orange. I already know them. I already listened to them. I guess this is another song of theirs. Um, but some of it is cool. So anyway, I think, I think, and, and this was, I guess, the strong suit of Beats, like Beats music as it existed prior to Apple's acquisition. People really liked the curation, the hand curation of playlists. And every, I don't know, every few days or so, maybe you'll get more, more yep. and more recommendations and playlists. And, and um, Again, I'm 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 actually finding myself saving this music. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Um, and um, you know, there's a lot of things that this has over Spotify. Um, and the part that actually is beats music. Um, when you search for an artist, they don't show you every single EP that they've made mixed in with the three albums that anyone would ever want to listen to. Uh, they sort of order it much more appropriately. Like if you search for Elliot Smith on uh, Spotify you're going to find like seven EPs mixed in with like the three to four albums that you really want to hear. Whereas this one, they show you albums and they show you the most popular ones by far um, up at the top and then things like sort of drop off and then get crazy. Um, so they're better both at curation, but they're also a little bit better at, at showing search results that are what you most likely would want. Otherwise, I find very mm. hard to actually like find the exact album or version of an album that I'm interested in seeing. Um, so in that way, I do like Apple Music quite a bit. But my problem with it is that it's not... I really wish that they had a kind of thing where there was just sort of like find new stuff streaming and then like here's what's local. So, you know, here's what's like locally available and downloaded. Um Right now, my music is this mishmash. So, well, you know, let me let me just give an overview here, right? So you go to this main screen for Apple Music, you open it up, and you have five things. Assuming that you've signed up and you got iCloud library turned on and all that fun stuff, you have five things on the bottom. You have for you, which is the recommendation. You have what you I just, just talked, talked about, about for five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah, minutes. yeah. <laughs> you have one called new, which is just new stuff to Apple Music. Then you have radio which is this kind of like streaming thing that they got going on. You have Connect, which is kind of a ping-like service for artists to like connect with you. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Kiss it is. Death. It is. That is what it is. And then finally on the right, you have My Music, which is, again, a very confusing section. Instead of just sort of having something that was like streaming area, local area, radio, and search. And that's like kind of what it should be. It should be like recommendations, search the streaming part of this, stuff that you actually have locally or things that you've saved to your device, 
uh, and then you know either the radio or the connect. Um, right now, your search bar is up top, and when you search, it then prompts you for Apple Music or My Music. But until you do that, you may not be even aware of like what you're looking at, whether or not it's on your uh, phone or whether it's not, whether or not it's going to take up data in order for you to stream it or not. It's kind of assuming that everyone's got like unlimited data plans and good connectivity um, because otherwise it's so easy for you to not know like actually when I press play and I'm kind of in this part of the building, I'm going to lose 90% of the music I listen to because I didn't know it wasn't on my phone in the first place. Um, so there's a there's just... a because right because you're saying that the my music tab shows you stuff that's not locally right. stored anything that you've saved on apple mm-hmm. music and yeah. anything that you once purchased that's in the cloud and ready for downloading and then streaming and then also local files and it's really not like just i mean there should be almost a different color for an artist or an album once it's actually on your Ooh, I like phone, that. like no, no, like you, yeah. like you have every single thing you want to hear about Radiohead is here and ready for you, and like it's down and good to go. It doesn't matter whether or not you are in a submarine or whether or not you are <laughs> like you know uh, hooked up to Wi-Fi. A yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. You can still do it. Funnily enough, uh, speaking of yellow submarines, the Beatles. You can download the Beatles and stream them if you've bought them on the iTunes Store. But you cannot actually uh, search yes. for them in the For You tab or the Apple Music tab and ever find the Beatles. Because it's not, it's on, not the on the streaming, streaming portion. portion. But the streaming portion and then the iTunes match portion <sighs> are all mixed together. So you could be streaming something, assuming you bought it from iTunes or assuming it was part of your original library like forever ago. So um, you could stream it, but not streaming stream it. It's just like, blah, like we're mixing I, so many things in one tab right now. This uh, My Music thing is kind of a disaster. You are doing such a great job of explaining this and explaining how confusing <laughs> this is. Um, so, um, so iTunes Match for did you did you I sign did. up for that? Do I did, I, and I actually really like okay, it. It's, so it's a good service. Do you want? Which, by the way, just so we're perfectly clear here, Adam is going to describe <laughs> it. But this is not Apple Music. Okay. I mean, maybe it falls under the umbrella of Apple Music, but this is different. It's paid in a different yeah. way. It's a different feature and it does not fall under the general like $10 a month Apple Music. Which thing. is crazy. So, which is absolutely what, insane. Explain explain what iTunes Match is. So, iTunes Match is. is a service that happened before Apple Music came out on the scene. And I think in a lot of ways it was hoping to sort of make it so that you didn't, they didn't even need to develop a streaming service. Uh, basically what it, <laughs> what it does is you pay them like 20 or 25 bucks a year, a year, mind you. Uh, and you then have anything that's on your computer gets uploaded to the cloud, as we like to call it. Mm. Mm. And once there, it would replace uh, lower quality versions of songs. If if it, if this was like a, a well known album that was already on the iTunes Store, it would say, "Okay, you have shitty rips of this. They're ninety six kilobytes per second. Whatever. Let's kill those. Let's get you the good iTunes versions of them." Which was pretty cool. And they say, "Like, all right, all you've uploaded your history. You've basically told us what your library is. That's great." We got that like on our servers now. We know what we're supposed to serve you. Now on your phone, if you said, you know, you can download anything in your library. But what they did is they said like, well, if you're trying to upload this version of, um, of uh, Paranoid Android, well, actually, not only do we already have that on iTunes, so we don't need you to upload that just so we can send you those files again. We're just going to see that you have Paranoid Android in your library and then serve them to you on your phone. So you're going to get a much better version of it and it's way less overhead for them to deal with. But when there were fiddly tracks, things that weren't um, actually part of the iTunes network yet, like let's say I had my own recording of my own band, I could actually still upload that to Apple servers and they'd say, what the hell is this? Well, whatever, we'll serve it to you on your phone <laughs> regardless. But yeah, we don't, we don't have a copy of it on our devices. So they actually then would take the files up to their database let them sit there and then you could download those to an iPad, to an iPhone, anywhere else. And you could even stream these files. Yeah, you can you can actually you can stream or Yeah, you could download them, them right? and then play them or stream them uh I think 
I think actually via Wi-Fi or via cellular. So this was like, you get your library however you want to do it. You want to rip shit, you want to do it illegally, like whatever, we're not going to start analyzing your files. But you put it on there, that's your library, and we'll match it anywhere. And I really got to believe that this is what they kind of hoped they could do instead of ever having to get into the streaming game. Um, Mm. So, of course, I mean, so the problem that this solves is it solves the issue of if you have a big music collection, like I know you do and I do, and um, it's on like probably a big hard drive somewhere, but you know, then how do you get it onto your different devices? And how do you, um, how do you, and then you, how do you get it onto your computer? How do you manage these files? How do you stream it or listen to it when you're well, in the car and you're like, Oh, I really want my bizarro, you know, I want, I really want to play the band from, from high school right. that I was in. Um, but it's not on this, of course, because it's sitting on a hard drive. Well, at least now you can. Well, stream well critically, it. critically, so I think the other thing that you we have to remember is that a lot of times people have music collections that are bigger than the phone could even accommodate. And so what this does is, oh, of course, it allows yeah. you to say like, I still want to have the option of playing anything out of a two hundred gigabyte crazy ass music library. At any time, I want to have the option of playing it. I don't want to have manually synced everything that's on my phone and then like, oh, that's it. You have those 60 gigs and like that's the end of it, right? So now you have the option to see your whole 200 gigantic unruly gigabyte library from your phone, which is <laughs> which is either a feature or a bug depending on your perspective. But like, you know, you now have the option of seeing the whole <laughs> thing and you can make the selection, oh shoot, I do want to hear my high school band. And you can just pull that without having to... Um, having to make that always be on your phone forever. And they actually also sort of, I think, dynamically kind of kick songs off your phone a little bit in order to make space. So if you started downloading other things, I'm pretty sure that they push some things on and some things off your phone to sort of dynamically manage space, which is especially important for the ridiculous 16 gigabyte iPhones that they're still selling. Um, So it's partially a space savings measure. It's partially just being able for you to see your whole library so you can feel like you have it with you. Like there's a lot of great ideas behind that. And it is a great idea. Uh, The problem is that when this thing then meshes with this new Apple Music thing, now consumers are even more confused. Honestly, they just should have rolled this whole service into Apple Music. There shouldn't be a separation. It should be sort of all integrated and maybe they should have come up with a slightly different solution um, that fits whatever their purposes are better. But yeah, ugh, it's just it's just rough. So now your library can have things that are part of this iTunes Match subscription that are not on your phone, but you can also have things from Apple Music that are not on your phone, but those are really only meant to be streaming unless you decide, oh no, I do want that check mark. Okay, well, now it's part of my library. And the funny thing is, is that you could cancel one service or the other and different songs would disappear from your phone because you have no idea where you got them from. Uh, you know what I mean? Same thing from your computer. Oh, so if you wow. quit Apple Music, some of the subscription songs you got from Apple Music are gone. But if you had uploaded them via iTunes match, they'd still be there. So it's just like, it's a clusterfuck. Like it is exactly what is wrong with iTunes and how there's like too much stuff going on with iTunes. Like, yeah, they haven't yeah. figured out the fact that they need to burn it all to the ground and start uh, fresh. I, the the new it, it's so it's just so obvious to anyone who's used it that like iTunes is a mess. Like iTunes as it exists is a total mess. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they haven't dealt with it. Um, I had a, I had a near meltdown type experience (laughs) with, um, with, and honestly, like emotional meltdown um, or did your computer explode? (laughs) It was a figurative meltdown. Okay. Um, um, my computer did not explode. Glad so what happened was I tried, I mean, now this just shows how, how far we've come, right? How far we've come. Um, so Wilco puts out a new album called star Wars for some reason. <laughs> um, you can download it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother discussion. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a cat on God the damn it, cover Wilco. who's not wearing a Darth Vader helmet. Um, so at the moment, the day, you know, the evening that I downloaded it, it wasn't on Apple Music. It was, you could, you could download it for free. And all of a sudden I'm in this situation where I have music that exists on my computer and I want to put it onto my phone. Okay. And just straight up, let me tell you, it has been a long time since I've actually done this. I haven't done it because I can stream anything via Spotify or now Apple music. Um, anything I've purchased in the past, I can stream and listen to that way. So like, I haven't really had a need to transfer physical files. Um, so they're in physical files. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. You know, like, you know, I know, I know I'm just being a dick, dick. but like literally, but yeah, you're right. It's been a long time since you've need to say like, I have files on my computer that I'd like to put on my phone, please. Like that has not come up. Yeah. Yeah. Not come up. So I had to plug in my phone. I think there's a way you can do it over Wi-Fi, but you can't. That's not an automatic. That's not a default setting. And I kept dragging them from iTunes because I I had dragged them into iTunes, right? I kept dragging them from within iTunes to the iPhone, like the little logo of the iPhone. And it kept not working. It just wouldn't copy or it would tell me, that I couldn't do it. And eventually it, it kept saying, you can't do it until you turn off um, cloud, like cloud syncing. iCloud Music Library. Yeah, you can't. It said, you can't put this onto your phone until you turn off iCloud Music Library. And then <laughs> if you look at it, iCloud Music Library actually is the thing that makes everything work within, <laughs> within Apple Music. So Apple Music... I mean, iTunes is telling me I have to turn this thing off. And I realize that if I turn this off, it is going to erase all of the playlists that I have in Apple Music. It's going to take all the music off of my phone. Um, so this n- nice playlist that I made, I just literally took a screenshot of it because I couldn't figure out how to how else to deal with it. I turned it off and still like it wouldn't let me copy the damn thing over. I had to find the physical files... They're not physical. <laughs> I had to find the files within the within the computer and drag them into the phone. Like, and even then, it like only some of them copied. I mean, it took me half an hour at least to do this. I just disabled Apple Music and killed all of my playlists. And like, how hard? I mean, what year are we in? Why why can I not just take files that are in iTunes and drag them onto the phone and have something unbelievable happen. like it's so it's so fundamentally broken well, and that and this is and this is what I had to do the same thing happened to me yesterday this is amazing this happened to you yesterday um it happened about okay, a week whatever. ago um whenever the Wilco album it was it was actually <sighs> exactly a week ago so this, yeah this um, this happened to me yesterday because I was trying to put some fucking music on my Apple Watch and in order to do so I had to get like a playlist you had to turn off iCloud turn off iCloud music library on my phone in order to sync something to my phone uh because they just it weren't it's like i made a playlist on my computer right then it wouldn't sync and like put it there on my phone i would try to like resync it and it just wasn't picking up the thing like it wasn't propagating to their servers or something so like okay i guess i'll just do it manually then i had to turn off iCloud music library then I finally like was able to transfer one playlist to my phone, and by doing so, I erased all the rest of the music on my phone. Then I could take that playlist and sync just that playlist to the Apple Watch, which didn't happen until I unpaired and repaired the Apple Watch, which takes like thirty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, because oh, it no. just there it actually had a because um, there's a bug, and a lot of people have to do that in order to make any of the music syncing work. Um, so oh. you know, but like the point is, is that. I have all these services that... Oh, that's why my music singing doesn't work on the watch. Okay, I tried it for like a few minutes. I'm like, oh, well, I can't figure yeah. this out. Oh, whatever. you just figured maybe you're a dummy. Um, nope. Uh, and, and basically, it's like I had to erase all the music on my phone in order for me to not be able to put it on a watch. And this is only because there's some shitty little rights management thing in terms of putting music onto a watch that I cannot possibly... Uh, 
uh, uh, use for any other purpose. I cannot, I, I can maybe stream it to some other Bluetooth speakers. That's about it. Like that's the only thing I can do. So what is the problem? Why is this watch owned by me signed into with my Apple ID? Like, necess- like necessarily, like you can't even get it going until you have done this. And yet I can't use any of these new iTunes or Apple Music features uh, or iTunes or Apple Music gotten features because of something called iCloud Library. It's like the whole thing needs to be burned and like restarted. There needs to be like a local tab and in the cloud tab. And that's that, you know, like, you know, like, like maybe just like streaming, mm. saved streaming and local. And that is like all it needs to be. I like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other way they could go about Thank you, by the way, because that was that was amazing. <laughs> um, no, I mean it, it's um, it's so clear that some fundamental things are wrong. The other thing that they could do is just say this whole iTunes thing that you have, which consists of songs that you've bought, and maybe, I mean, maybe that's separate from the whole. Uh, Apple Music thing mm. or the Beats thing or whatever. Ooh. Maybe it's just in the same way, in the same way that Spotify is like a totally different app. Maybe they can just be like, okay, here's a new app. It only does the streaming stuff, um, and that's what it does. And it's very conceptually simple for people to understand. Oh, it's just like Spotify. Oh, when I want to stream stuff, uh, I go and, here. And think about versus this. this. Think about this. This well, what if what if they took your library and took everything that you had in that library and said, "Hey, we're going to get you started on this new streaming app that's totally separate," as you're saying. But then yeah. they said, "All right, and here is what essentially what your library was, and now it's available to you via streaming." Oh, you know, it's like yes. Here's yes. Apple Music. We've taken what you, you know, had, and we've everything that we could figure yep. out. We we put it into your library, and if it, mm. we couldn't figure it out, like sorry, it's not available for Apple streaming. Like sorry, the Beatles stuff isn't available yeah. right here, and your your high school band is not available for this service. But that's what your yeah. personal music is for. Like you know, an actual music that you still. You yeah. know, when, when you're fidgety and you have very specific tastes, like that's over there. And then here's a wide world of streaming, which it has recommendations. It has a radio and it pre-saved everything that you ever bought beforehand. It's there. Wouldn't that Amazing. be great? Yeah, that would be great. I, yeah, damn it. Indeed. You know, cause I was thinking about this and like, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, and what I haven't been able to, I, I think there's no answer. I think there isn't an answer to this mm. question or the, the answer is no. <laughs> but the question is, is there any benefit? Is there any benefit to owning music? Okay. Owning digital music versus streaming it. Okay. And or, or, um, you know, I mean, and I guess the, the only thing I can think of right now is that, well, you know, if you own it, you don't have, you know, you, you don't have to keep paying them money or something to, to get access to the, to right. the music. But in reality, you're going to want to keep giving them money to get access to all this new music. And since you want access to the new music anyway, the fact, you know, I mean, I have... Nas Elmatic on vinyl. I have it. I've bought it on Apple Music. I mean, I, um, I'm sorry. I bought it on iTunes, right? I also have it. I listen to it on Spotify. I listen to it on Apple Music. Um, I can ask Siri to play um, Nas's first album, and they'll pl- and it it plays it off of Apple Music, which is like for me, especially on a bike, that is like the most amazing magical experience you could have. But there's no benefit to me to owning the music on the iTunes format versus just streaming it. Like there's a, a su- no benefit. Well, well, you say owning versus, well, you're saying owning versus streaming. Uh, and I was going to say, oh, well, of course, offline access. But actually, that's not really the case because as we discussed, they do allow you 
while while just being part of the yeah you can subscription. Save, you know this is the question mm-hmm. is it's subscription it's not streaming it's is there a reason to do it via subscription okay, I'm versus saying, yeah, yeah. owning streaming streaming is not streaming is not the right way to describe i think of these services as streaming right. services but yeah it's, you're right so is there is there an advantage to buying it versus essentially renting it and renting all the music let's just say all the music in the world. I mean, it isn't that, but it's like there's there's only you know, a benefit. Know, Thirty million, um, yeah. things. I mean, and I I can't I can't think of. Well, anything. I can I can think of one thing, and, and really one thing only. Because you're okay. right, offline access can be done for you, right, and still have it be subscription. Um, there's yeah. permanent ownership, but I think that you know that's still kind of up in the air. I'm I'm not so sure about that one, and I agree. If a, if a service is good enough, that's not really a problem. But I think it's if you don't trust the service provider, uh, you could still have. Well, there are deals, and this happens with Spotify all the time, where like if a deal oh, uh, do you uh, think- expires, mm. um, and you then oh. can't access it anymore, that that's too bad. That's like, you know, Amazon being like, oops, our Kindle, um, our Kindle thing, uh, expired. So now you don't have this book anymore and here's the money back. Or, you know, on Netflix, there are times when you can see certain content and other times when it windows out and things like that. I mean, I think strategically the music industry made a huge mistake in terms of like letting people like basically, if, if you let someone save music and not just stream it, there, there's not really, I mean, the one thing you could have said was, well, like now they can, they can play it offline. Um, but it's just like, there really is no advantage. I mean, there could be potentially, I mean, there are things that they so, could do. They could maybe give you, give you access to certain types of content to try to right. make you buy something well, it's or, peace of mind, right? Like um, it's it's almost only just peace of mind. Or maybe there could, maybe, and you're going to hate me for saying this, but windowing, right? You could do and employ like a windowing type strategy where, hey, you can buy it now and it's not going to be available in the streaming services, right? But you can buy it. And then like a few months later, okay, this new new stuff that everybody, you know, now, now it's on. Um, now you can stream. I, it. I don't. I don't hate you for or, saying that at all. And in fact, I think that's a very reasonable way of of doing it. Um, <clears throat> you know, you know, just make it or, or like make the streaming stuff worse somehow. It's it's unfortunate. No, no I don't think, um, and I don't think you should I mean, have to make it worse in order to do that. I think it should be just as you say, like just allow there to be a period of time to exclusivity, not time to exclusivity where it's like, oh, this isn't available in all countries. Because that I think is true bullshit. Um, but the idea that you can be like, "Hey, it's available now for a little bit more, and if you hang out, it'll be available for cheaper." I mean, that's how all media still works. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's how movies still work, and that is not the end of the world. Like, I it's not that crazy that I can't um, like rent a movie. Not rent a movie. I can't buy a movie. Wow. Nope. I can't stream a movie on Netflix. <laughs> There we go. I can't stream a movie on Netflix the same yeah. day that it's out in theaters. There's a reason for that. Like they're trying to get their little bit extra money to yeah. start out with. And then then what comes next? Yeah. They do the uh they do, you know, sort of buying digitally and or DVD. Now I mean, from my perspective, yeah. I don't see there I don't think you should ever window something to say like you can buy this CD but you can't buy it digitally yet. Like that's the kind of windowing that I think you're shooting yourself in yeah. the foot. But if you have like a premium viewing experience or a premium listening experience somewhere, like you know you're actually watching a band tour before an album's released, cool. Then you have the ability to buy it either physically or digitally, cool. And then eventually it goes to the streaming service. Like that seems very reasonable to me. Um, and- yeah, and you know what else? I mean, why why would you? You know, I've bought stuff. I bought movies, right? Um, on iTunes. Yes. It works great. Okay. And what is a major benefit of that? Major benefit is that, well, you can put it onto your iPad and take it on a plane with you and yeah. watch it. And 
you know, you can't do that with Netflix. Like Netflix doesn't let you save the movie files. You can't be like, Oh, I, I want to, I want to watch this, you know, I want to watch this later. Um, so anyway, I, I'm just, I think what I'm trying to say is that you think that you think that if, you know, honestly, if, if Spotify hadn't done the local storage option and other things hadn't started to do the local storage options on computers and phones, then maybe Apple wouldn't be doing this. Maybe they would be like, here's the owning and here's the streaming and they'd keep them separate. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just the music industry like screwed up. They shouldn't have let this happen, but you know, the genie is out of the bottle and you know, I mean, Apple has to be competitive. They have to be competitive from day one. And this whole, the whole, like, I don't know if we talked about the whole, like Taylor Swift and like indie no, music we thing. Um, and I tweeted before, before, um, I guess it was Eddie Q said like, yeah, we screwed up. We're going to like make this right. And we're going to pay artists during the trial period of Apple music. Um, before that, I, I tweeted out something and I was like, look, there's no way that Apple can win by not having an equivalent music catalog to Spotify. Like why even, you know, and this is a non-starter for the indies. So why don't you pay people during this period, yeah. you know? Um, and so, why not pay them like a lot better? Like why not pay them a lot better for exclusive content? You know what oh, I mean? Well, that's what that's what I think is happening, and that's what's going to happen. Um, we are going to get into like a content war, yeah. and in the same way that Netflix and Amazon and Hulu now they're all bidding for these shows for exclusive rights to, you know, well Xbox Xbox and uh, Sony does this, you know. Yeah. It's video games, it's so, movies, it's, anyway, yeah, it's whatever, shows. I guess it is more shows, right? This is this is going to this is going to happen because really the only differentiator, I mean, there are a few things at this point. You can say um you know, I mean, I think the Siri integration is pretty awesome. Um Oh, wait a minute. What do you mean? And what do you that's mean? a a plus in Apple Music's category. I can say, and I did this today when I was biking cuz again, you're yeah. biking, right? Picking an artist, picking an album, you know, is just like you, it's it's impossible to do without stopping right. or without like potentially, you know, teething <laughs> on your bike. Okay, what should, what should give me an example? I want to try it. So you can say, play the latest album by Ooh. the Alabama Shakes, wow. and it will play yeah. it. You can say, do you want to yeah. try it right now? Play Creep On Creepin' On by Timber Timber. And it knew which Timber Timber I was talking about. That's actually kind of amazing. Yes. Fair use. It did go to the album, not the um, song. That's actually kind of interesting. Well, like, cause there's an album and a song name. So it went to the, it went to the full album. I think that's a good choice, right? That's the better choice. Yeah. What I've noticed, what I've noticed is by default, I think it tries to go to the album. Yeah. Okay. So you can say, play the most recent album by artist X. You can say, play the first album by artist X. I've tried Mm. to do stuff like play, play the album from 1994 that came out by you know and it doesn't yeah, that, that's it does a not lot. compute that what about like play the middleist play the most middle album by radiohead <laughs> there's cool stuff and and you can also say play play the song yes yeah, so you um, have to say ooh la la by the faces and it just you have to say you have on. to say play the song um, this so if i said play the song yeah. creep on creeping on then it would have gone to the song instead of the album yeah, because the album name is also Creep yeah, On, Creepin' On. great fucking album. <laughs> Weird, yeah. dude. Um, so I find that to be really useful. I think the content recommendation stuff is useful. It, um, I don't know. I can't figure out why it just shouldn't be in a separate just, app. Like, I, I don't, if they can't, if they can't tell you why you should own music versus stream it, mm. if they can't 
give you some reason why you should own it, then just just like have iTunes do its own thing, try to be competitive in its own way, have the store, have that stuff over there, and then have the whole streaming thing over here trying to win in streaming, um, win in radio. I think it's, I think it's gotta be local. Whenever. You know what I mean? Like it's gotta be the setup because you're going to download files theoretically from it right now, right? Like you still have to be competitive with Spotify. Yeah. And so I have it like, yeah, like stream, like recommendations, like slash, you know, like this is where the streaming lives. Then the next one is like streaming yeah. stuff that you've saved. And yeah. And then the last one is actually local stuff. And you can make things, you know, you can basically select things to make them go and make them local. You know what I mean? Or even if it's the kind of thing where it's like uh, streaming stuff, streaming stuff you've saved. And then within that, like certain things are color coded or like there's an icon to let you know that they are local. And like that should be very, very clear. And that should be the main tabs. You know, I, I think there is, you're right. There's still this weird thing where they're trying to be like owned and local are still like kind of in, uh, inseparable right now. Like music that you own is part of my music, but then like some of it's local and some of it's not. And it's just like they, they, until they can even explain to you what's the difference between stuff that you've owned and stuff that you're streaming, but saved, like, you know, it's a non-starter. So I, I, I dig what you're saying, man. I think, I think Apple music has to be its own I dig own what thing. you're saying. I dig, I dig, I just dig how you look. Maybe. You know, and, and then it's very, okay, so then the other thing that's hard, and, and I don't want to harp on this too much, because um, it's it's stupid to talk about, so... With that said, let's talk about it. On the computer, we have iTunes. On your phone, you have oh, music. Yeah. Okay, so what's within music? Oh, well, there's this Beats thing, there's this Apple Music thing, which I guess means all the streaming stuff. Then there's this iCloud music library, which handles all of the cloud syncing type stuff, which is separate from, you know, Apple music, iTunes, iTunes which is separate from Apple music, but iTunes match uses, they both use the cloud syncing, both Apple music and the, the iTunes match. And it's just like, it's so, this is why marketing is actually important. Way more confusing. Like marketing is dumb and completely unimportant in most ways, except for when it comes to like being able to create a clear like description of how your object works. Like this is when marketing is part of design. iCloud Music Library, iTunes Match, Apple Music for you. Like the the problem right now is that it doesn't say iTunes Music iTunes Store. Music Store. It doesn't even say like a no part in the music app, right? So the music app says music. There's no way for you to even see the words Apple Music until you hit the search button, and then it's my music versus Apple Music. Like, there's not an Apple down below at the for you so that you think, all oh, right, Apple Music is the one that gives me the recommendations. Like, there's no reinforcing of any of these brands, but they all exist simultaneously, and you kind of all need them all mm. present and working and paid for in order for this pro- thing to work the way it's supposed to. So it's just like, God, like let's rebrand on one thing across the board. Like let's call music on your phone Apple Music, call music on your computer Apple Music, like break off the the various, you know, phone syncing things and Yeah. What I think they what I thought they were going to do and what it seemed like was a good opportunity for them to do was to take the Beats brand that they've paid like tons of money for and just say, Okay, all of our streaming stuff is just called Beats. Yeah or Apple Beats, or whatever you want to call it. All the streaming stuff lives there, and then it's like very clear. Oh, well, the iTunes stuff, we know what that is. You know, we have our devices. We can put stuff onto them, hopefully, if that actually works. Great. We can buy stuff on the... the um, you know, the iTunes music store, whatever, but, e- okay, but even more clear now all the beat stuff. Great. That lives over here. This is a different brand. It's a different thing. You can put beats radio in there beats one or whatever you can, you can do all of, all of the, the streaming stuff, or let's just say the rent, the rental music subscription stuff over there in that brand. You know, you, you just basically made the case for the idea of still splitting up the apps, but regardless of whether or not you split up the apps, the name is the names should not be all over the place. Like you could still have music everywhere, beats everywhere, iTunes everywhere, or 
iCloud music everywhere, like or Apple music everywhere. Like you have to choose a name for what these services are and you have to propagate them across the whole um, the whole line. Because right now you have music, iTunes, iCloud music library, iTunes match, Apple music, and then Beats One Radio. I mean like we're <laughs> it's actually insanity. Like it's 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 crazy. Um so really that's the thing that needs to get like together. So like Apple, Apple Music Streaming, Apple Music Radio, Apple Music Local, like except you know, I yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but you you yeah. need to do some product marketing here. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not I I just suggested splitting them up cuz I think that would be better than what they have right now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I ultimately, agree with you too. I don't think that their idea of trying to unify it i it doesn't seem like it's a bad idea like it would be good to be able to have integration but what you were suggesting i think was was even smarter than what i was suggesting because you were saying just split it up by function and then it's very clear because oh what do you do in you know i mean right now it's not clear what you're supposed to do in these different areas yeah right yeah. Um, but split it up by function. Here's the music that um, I have physical files for, and I've dragged it over. Yeah. You know, here's the music that exists in the cloud, and I'm streaming it. Um, etc. iTunes itself is a clusterfuck of confusing interfaces and old technology. The preferences are still modal. The preferences dialog <laughs> is still modal. You cannot bring up a preferences window and do anything else in the app. You cannot pause your music, play your music, or change their track while you're trying to figure out whether or not you want your syncing preferences to be different. Oh like, my god. The thing is ancient software. And like the fact that that can't get rewritten is what makes me nervous about anything else getting rewritten and rethought of and reconceptualized into a way where it really would be uh, more understandable. Also, the most interesting thing about what you said about you know, like, is there really a reason to um, to have uh, uh, owned music going forward? It's like they should almost kind of be hoping that you know, all right, like let's have this Apple Music thing replace iTunes Music Store. Like they should almost be hoping that that's the way that they can like really bolster this business model and get so popular that there's no reason to even have a purchase digital music. Right, yeah. like go into it and going into it whole hog. Make this be the only place where people get music, and then like you know that'll be awesome for them. Um, so that's all the more reason that you'd kind of want to be able to maybe let the other thing die with this other thing getting more popular and more powerful. That'd be a great other reason to have them separated, where one's kind of the cruft of yesteryear, and the other one is sort of like the new hotness. Um, but right now we're kind of stuck with both models in the same app and. We have to wait yeah. for them to spin one out. And and as someone pointed out, um, even like let's say you want you're listening to something and it's streaming and you're thinking, oh, this is good. Like maybe I should buy it. Like it's not clear, it's not clear and easy how to do that in Apple Music. That's a good um, point. It's not it's not like they integrated it so well that you could just be like, yo, let me pay for this so that I have it forever. So yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty of uh, work to be done, but uh, you know, at least it didn't destroy our personal music collections. Hopefully, that is true. At least my personal music collection remains intact, in that I haven't actually been maintaining one for a year, <laughs> and I have to recreate it. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse, I guess. I don't know. So, do you see this as like a big miss, or is it? Is it just like a small miss? Does it matter? Like how relevant is this and how meaningful is this to Apple? I mean, it's meaningful in that like if the, be the better they would do on this, the the more lock-in they have and the better they can do as a company. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I'm... I don't think this is going to crush them that they're not totally on point. In a lot of ways, like... Their biggest problems are both organization and consistency in terms of naming. Um, well, I mean, they have had major software glitches, particularly with i with the iCloud stuff. Um, 
anyway. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you're no, you're totally right. They did kind of do some weird things. Yeah, I, you know, I, I guess it's, I guess it's a, it's a small miss, is what I would say. Yeah, I think it's a small miss, not a huge miss. Um, but it's, it's not great, and it would have been really good if they could have come out of the out of the gate of this thing just being flawless and gorgeous. Um, so. I don't know. I mean, time will tell, but people have really short memories. If things start working well, they'll forget about the fact that it wasn't. Um, you know, the the history now is that the iPhone was always perfect, and actually the first round of the iPhone had a lot of <laughs> really shitty things about it as well. Um, I think ultimately just what's problematic is that they're having to come to this thing from a position of weakness and from a Me Too perspective, trying to like accommodate the various features that already exist in the market rather than them coming to it from what they think should be correct. Because um, I don't think they'd come to a lot of the same decisions if they didn't sort of have that sort of push-pull of what do people expect um, and what do we have to live up to already. Um, as you were saying, I, I don't know whether or not they ever would have tried to meld all three together or whether or not they would have tried to say, like, streaming's one thing, this is the other. Cool. What's, it- what's your take on it? I think it's it's ambitious. I think we didn't even talk about Beats One Radio. Um, I have been using it and I like it. I mean, oh really? Not not exclusively, but if I'm in if I'm at the gym, I mean, I can put I'll put it on and it will be some jams that I will nothing that I would normally listen to myself, but good like pump up music. Um, sure. So I think it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um, And again, like discovering new stuff and it's exciting. You almost wonder why they didn't just go in a different direction or even amp it up even more and do like, be like MTV, you know, have music videos. Like they have videos. That's an interesting idea. And actually do MTV again. (laughs) Like actually do what MTV was meant to do. (laughs) 